Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Interdisciplinary Team Building, Management and Communication. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on March 21st, 2018. My name is Cindy Goodall, and I'm the Manager of Community Services at Courage Kenny Rehabilitation Institute, and we are part of Alina Health, which is a large health system um, in, the, uh, in Minnesota and western Wisconsin. Um, we have a unique combination of rehabilitation, support, and lifestyle services um, to meet the needs of the people that we serve who um, have disabilities of all kinds. Um, and we uh, take a look at the whole person to, um, to address their needs. Uh, Courage County Rehabilitation Institute serves over 94,000 individuals in 2016. Um, we have a broad spectrum of services, but I'm going to be focusing in on two of our services that have um, worked together to uh, to uh, address um, some common needs of uh, the people that we serve and um, have been able to achieve some great outcomes with them. Um, the first uh, program I wanted to talk about is our Advanced Primary Care Clinic, and that is a primary care clinic, um, and it's housed at our uh, Golden Valley site, which is kind of our hub site with lots of different services offered there. And so it's kind of a one-stop shop for the people that we serve. And they can get their primary care, their um, uh, rehabilitation like uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy, fitness services, pool, our community services, vocational services, um, mental health services, a wide spectrum um, in one place. And then they can get their primary care there also, um, and that the the goal of the program for the advanced primary care clinic is to help the person manage their complex neurological condition. Uh, the people served in the um, APC are um, folks who have complex neurological conditions such as spinal cord injury, brain injury with um, uh, neurological effects, uh, muscular sclerosis, those types of conditions. Um, our in-home community services, which is the service that I am responsible for, um, is our, our long-term services and supports for individuals with disabilities of, um, of, of many different kinds, uh, mostly individuals with physical disabilities, including brain injuries and mental health disabilities. Um, we, as Chris mentioned, there's three different services that are provided for people in their homes, um, and we partner with the person's care team, um, whoever that may be, oftentimes the care team are other um, Courage Kenny staff members or a part of the Vance Primary Care Clinic, or they might be part of other organizations and um, care providers. And the goals for our community services are um, in working with the participant to build a life that is important and meaningful to them, to identify and pursue goals, develop skills, remove barriers, and connect with resources so that they can achieve those goals. Um, and as I mentioned, those services are provided to the person in their home. Uh, next slide, please. Our advanced primary care clinic was created um, to bring coordination between the acute care setting and other providers of care, uh, including rehabilitation, specialty services, um, home health services, um, long-term services and supports, or um, other kinds of services that the person may need. Um, 
And it was started because many of the people who were getting other kinds of services within Encourage Kenny were having difficulty finding primary care that was understanding and knowledgeable about their disability and had the capacity to meet their needs, including accessible um, exam rooms with accessible tables, um, the ability to transfer them, um, many of the things that Mary had mentioned in terms of uh, meeting their unique needs with um, their physical disabilities. Um, and then also um, flexibility in terms of length of appointment scheduling and those types of things. Um, our in-home services were designed to work with participants to teach them skills um, that they would need in order to work and live in their home and um, in their community and to participate as they choose. Um, it was also started because there were limited options for people that we served um, to be able to help them to build the life that they uh, desired after they acquired a disability or after living, um, living with a disability uh, throughout their childhood and then um, transitioning into adulthood. Um, as I mentioned, the program populations that we serve um, are similar in terms of their makeup in, um, for uh, insurances, uh, about 42% in both our advanced primary care clinic and our in-home services are duly eligible with Medicare and Medicaid. Um, and then uh, with the primary care clinic, it's about 34% are Medicaid only, and then 11% are Medicare only or other insurance, where um, in our in-home services, about 55% are Medicaid only, and with just a handful percentage with other kinds of um, payers. Um, in the advanced primary care clinic, it's individuals with physical disabilities and complex medical conditions who need the um, intensive care coordination that is offered in the clinic. Many of them have numerous co-occurring conditions and um, I think the average is 11 active medications that they're taking at one time in the population in the clinic. For our in-home services, um, the the largest group of individuals that we serve are individuals who have had a brain injury, um, and then also other physical disabilities, um, and then many of them also have co-occurring behavioral health conditions and disabilities. Next slide. So um, both uh, kinds of services rely on the interdisciplinary team to provide effective services and coordination for the people that we serve. Um, however, it looks a little bit different in each of them, and that's because of the nature of the way the service is provided and the, um, the interactions with the participant. So for the primary care clinic, the composition of the um, interdisciplinary team could, um, is led by the care coordinator um, with um, representation by the primary care provider, um, the physical medicine and rehab doctors, and then also um, ad hoc members, uh, if they're involved with the person, from the rehab therapies, uh, physiatrists, and mental health providers. Um, and as I mentioned, the care coordinator who is a registered nurse is the person who is uh, responsible for coordinating the teams and is also the point person for the participant um, in accessing the team. With our in-home community services, it's a little bit different because but many of our people have their own circles of support 
that may or may not be exclusive to Courage County Rehab Institute. They may be represented by many multiple different um, agencies. And so, um, and also depending on the person and their needs, the team can be very fluid. Some people don't have a need for interdisciplinary team um, interactions uh, a lot, and some have a lot more need for that um, just based on their disability, um, their ability to manage their um, services and cares themselves, or um, kind of what they have going on, what their problem list is. And oftentimes this team is led by an external case management agency or case manager. Um, so kind of in practice, the, the differences are, you know, uh, one at the clinic is much more formal and standardized, probably looking a lot more like the type of IDT that Mary described um, at the Boston programs where um, within the in-home community services, it could be m more fluid, more informal, more on an as-needed basis. It's, they're not scheduled meetings, um, but they oftentimes come up and are um, put into place when there are problems um, taking place. Unfortunately, we don't get together to celebrate successes, which I think we probably should do more of, but um, we um, oftentimes the teams come together to address a problem. Uh, but with a, the clinic, it's much more standardized. It's on a, a weekly basis um, with an hour long. It's um, centralized, um, and the care coordinator is uh, running it and documenting that meeting. Um, the communication methods uh, within the, the clinic, the, the main communication method is um, obviously the electronic medical record that is shared by all members of the team, and so and all members of the team would have access to the, um, the records of the other team members, where in the in-home services, we have to rely on some other um, strategies uh, that oftentimes center around the participant rather than um, having an existing uh, centralized place. Um, the goals, however, I think are similar in terms of coordinating care and aligning goals and services um, and sharing updates with the team so that um, the person is getting their um, needs met and are achieving their goals. So um, next slide. With uh, coordinating communication, um, some strategies that we have found to work really, really well um, are, are similar in, in some ways. Um, with the, the Boston program, but we um, have a few other strategies too. And um, oftentimes, uh, because the, the need to have some team interaction is um, somewhat ad hoc, um, th that's where phone calls or secured emails, secured messaging within the electronic medical record would be used. Um, some strategies that are around and focused on the participant are um, the use of communication books and um, planning, um, planning sheets and communication sheets from um, community service providers to their uh, medical providers or other kinds of providers so that the, the participant can carry along a record with them of uh, what it is that they've discussed with their various providers and the recommendations so, and so that they can gain support to follow through with those um, recommendations. Uh, other uh, uh, written instructions for that person's supports are really crucial and helpful in helping that person to, um, to follow through with what they are expected to follow through. Oftentimes, people with disabilities need some 
support from others, whether it might be family members, it might be um, our community services workers, um, to to accomplish those tasks. And so some specific instructions written down um, can make it helpful for the team to be um, involved with that. Um, we've also found it really, really helpful to have lists of care providers for the participant and also for the other team members and written in a way that the participant can make the most use of it so that you would say, you know, you, um, this is your psychiatrist and this is his per the name, the clinic, the phone number, and this person helps you with managing your mood. And then you could say that this person is your primary care physician, um, this is their, their name, their phone number, their clinic, and this person, you can call this clinic when you are feeling ill. Um, this is your uh, community support, and you can um, call this person when you're having a problem um, with day-to-day -day tasks so that uh, they, they will know who they need to contact with what kind of problem that they're having. I think also, especially if people have a lot of specialists, it's really difficult to understand um, who they need to call. I mean, the care coordinator certainly plays a role in that, but I think it's important for the person to also have some written materials about who their teams are, so that when the care coordinator says, you know, this is an issue um, related to your heart, you should call your cardiac specialist, they, they understand, um, they have that written down and that's not a new information. Um, preparing the participant um, to communicate with their team is really, um, on the next slide, thank you, is really an essential service um, that we provide um, within the, our community services and are supported within the clinic, and that is to um, have the community services staff work with the person to plan for their appointments um, with their care providers, to write down the concerns and issues that they have um, about their health or their questions that they have about their treatment regimens or um, problems that they might be having with their health and or questions that they might have with about their medications or their therapies and um, write all of those down, maybe do some rehearsing of that so and practicing like how they're going to ask the questions and um, and then following through on the recommendations. I know I've we've all been in the situation where you get in a room um, and even if you have a long period of time to speak with your practitioner, it is really difficult to get through all of the things that you want to discuss and you um, can very easily forget those. So um, we find that preparation really makes a big difference in terms of them being involved in their care and, and having that care be coordinated. Um, next slide, please. With uh, involving the participant, um, it's important to um, be clear on roles and to um, Oftentimes, the people that we serve, they'll have a case, a case manager um, for their long-term services and supports. They'll have a care coordinator at their clinic. They'll have a care coordinator at their health plan. And, um, and again, to be really clear, to delineate the roles, to give examples about the kinds of things that they would talk to that person about um, so that, you know, the care coordinator will help you find other you know, medical resources such as uh, the, the care coordinator at the health plan will help you find other resources like a dentist or something like that um, so, so that they have some clear examples about who they need to contact and um, kind of ease their frustration with that. And then also um, um, the other thing that's um, really important in terms of involving the participant is for all of the team members to be 
understanding uh, about the barriers that people face. Um, people with um, disabilities have many barriers to accessing their health care, including um, their, their own mobility, their uh, transportation and the availability of transportation, uh, the availability of their supports. Um, oftentimes people can't make it to the clinic because their, um, their personal care attendant didn't show up to get them up and out of bed and into their wheelchair and onto the van to take them to the, the provider. And so um, just some understanding around that is just crucial um, for the participant to feel involved. Um, I talked about um, conflicting priorities or goals with the various uh, care providers and, and the person served. The person served might um, you know, just want to have an enjoyable life, and the care providers feel like it's important for them to manage their diabetes. And how do those two things go together, and how can one have an enjoyable life and yet still um, make progress in managing your diabetes? And to take that, their goals into consideration with the things that um, care providers might feel are important for them. Um, with um, involving the participant at uh, Line of Health, we found um, some uh, success and some um, uh, interest in using shared decision-making tools. And there's a link, and you can see some of the ones that Alina Health has developed. And um, those are uh, around things, helping the person to make a decision about different kinds of care options for them, like around low back pain, um, breast cancer treatment, options for different ways to do colorectal screening, um, cancer screenings, um, which might be uh, easier for people of, uh, with disabilities or people from different cultures um, might, um, might be an easier way to do that. So it kind of just lays out what all the different options are in a way that's really easy to understand so the person can make an informed choice. Um, another tool, next slide. Thank you. Um, another tool for, um, to support teamwork coordination and communication is um, is clearly defined um, care plans that are shared with the participant and, um, and identify the goals and who's going to do what, and then um, possibly have those all collected into a communication book that the person can carry with them and can be available to all of their different providers. Um, also, you know, summary visits, so with clear directions for follow-up that they can use for themselves or use um, with their supports to do the necessary follow-up. And then um, at the clinic, what uh, we found is some is developing protocols for common medical issues. So many of the people that we serve in the clinic have a spinal cord injury, and um, you may or may not know, but um, urinary tract infections are very common in individuals with spinal cord injury, and they've developed protocols around um, that where uh, you know if a, if a person is at risk for that, they'll send home clean catch kits with the person even before they need them so that if they're feeling symptomatic, they can call the care coordinator, they can do the clean catch at home, and then a family member or a care provider can bring the sample to the clinic for testing to see if that's truly what the case is. And so that just removes some of the barriers to accessing their care. Um, it's easier to get the sample to the clinic than it is to get the person to the clinic to give the sample. Um, next slide. Uh, so just communication is essential within the interdisciplinary team and to some flexibility around how that communication happens is, is crucial. Um, and then there has to be a 
kind of a, a focus on the person served and what their uh, needs and goals are. Um, and then uh, if, if somebody is having ongoing care, um, coordination needs, then to have that be more systematized and standardized is helpful to them. So uh, next slide. I wanted to share briefly a, um, a story about um, an individual who has been served um, in a coordinated fashion between the clinic and our community services. And, um, and that is the story of Mary Jo, who has multiple sclerosis and bipolar disorder. And um, in the clinic, she was having a lot of difficulty managing her, um, um, her medical condition. And then um, also, so they recommended that she participate with some community services. And um, we were able to um, see her in her home and then help her to compensate for some of the cognitive deficits um, that she was having with her, um, her multiple sclerosis. So coordination um, efforts included keeping track of appointments, planning for appointments, using memory aids, um, cueing her to contact her providers when she was feeling ill. Um, and then the care coordinator would actually call, um, call her when her community supports were at her home. So then they could have a joint conversation um, to address her needs and, um, and, and what's going on with her. You could go to the next slide too. Thank you. Um, and then, uh, and then the community supports were able to uh, help her to follow through on the recommendations of the care team. Uh, without that type of coordinated care, she was at risk of um, not being able to stay in her condominium anymore, which was very important to her, um, and having to move into a more supported housing setting. Um, but she really wanted to stay as independent as possible, and this model of care really worked to help her. Um, address her medical needs while um, maintaining her housing of choice. So, um, and then you can kind of see um, in the next slide, some of the strategies that were used were um, uh, a common medical record, frequent communication with the care coordinator, including when their supports were present with them, and then, um, and also having the supports attend appointments with their um, medical providers. And I think I'm done. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Loon Group and is supported through the Medicare Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations in care models. To learn more about our current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.